episode of Inside the Cave is brought to you by the Fire Fan Sports app. Predict the gameplay in real time. On game day, play against friends, athletes, and superstars. Fire Fan Sports app, the app that changes the way you watch sports. Download Fire Fan Sports app available now at the App Store on Apple devices and Google Play Store for Android devices. Download the Fire Fan app and use the code CAVE, C-A-V-E, and ignite your passion for sports. Last time on Inside the Cave. If it's two women and one guy, that's a threesome. That's a threesome. If it's two men and one woman, that's a what? Choo-choo-choo. <laughs> yeah, our lovely Teddy Cross guest proved all correct by gang banging on the show. What, what you is? Are you, are you a GD or BD? What you is? Oh, I'm BD to the world, Lola. Yeah, I'm meeting in the middle of the day. I'm meeting when I go to sleep. Oh, that big dog over here is like, what? Uh, CB, did our Cave Crush, Cave Crush guests answer every question for me? I killed porn. Just cowgirl. Either or, but, uh, yeah. Either or, just me on top. Yeah. Uh, hair down. Oh, of course. It's always, always better to give. Oh, boy, shorts. I don't have a booty. Did a woman give head so she gonna be dead? Did she slob on the knob so she gonna get robbed? Did she use her mouth to get the robber out her house? Well, I read Mother Saves Family by giving gunmen blowjob to distract her. Oh. It's time to go inside the cave. Inside the cave. With CB, the leader, Joker, Dirty Joe, Fendi Fell, Frugal Billy, Big Dog, Full Tide, Said, <laughs> Cousin Lamar, International D, The International Lover, and Cat. Inside the cave, the number one podcast in shop. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Welcome back inside the cave, thecavepodcast.com, and go to inside the cave and register. Subscribe to us on iTunes and everywhere else you've been listening to us. Thank you very much. Uh great show today. Uh Chicago, uh from ESPN Chicago. He was on last year toward the end. Guests coming back on the big herd from the he's the host of the big herd show, sports show. I want to know what he's going to be doing now that uh, the Bears are done and football is about to be a wrap. And uh, we're going to talk to you guys about uh, the Super Bowl, all things sports, and a little bit more. Can't let can't let a week go by without talking about Trump and all the crazy stuff that's been going on in America. So we got a loaded show for you today. I am CB at I'm the Real CB. Is Joe here yet? Yes, he is here. Okay, here. Yeah, Joe is here. Next to me always is the host of the Dirt Sheets, Joe Dirt. What's up, everybody? Joe, I got to tell you something, brother. Now, you know I got a lot of heat from last week's show. And uh, that some of it I can talk about. Other, uh, a couple people told me not to mention their names. In it. So, uh, But on the flip side, <laughs> I want to give an attaboy to, uh, to Joe Dirt. But uh, actually being the one guy who was professional I mean this is straight from the horse's mouth The one guy during the interview Who actually asked questions about The actual uh, 
guest and what she does for a living. So that is coming from two people. And uh, so attaboy Joe Dirt. You don't get that often. You always usually the first one to get criticized uh, on this show. So I'm going to give you an attaboy. Me if I get or not. So I just want to let you know, brother, you're doing a good job. Also with us today is Big Dog from the South. What's up with it, man? Well, what we got for that rap tune this week, brother? I don't know, man. It all depends on how the show goes. Right, okay, cool, cool, cool. Joe, what we got for the dirt sheets? Uh, we got a tale of two clergymen. All I'm going to say. Okay. Also with us today, he does our conspiracy theory every uh, once a month. It's coming up in a couple more episodes. The Cleese Report, also on social media. He handles all the hard, all the hard work for us. Get your social media looking good. Get your one-minute Instagram videos. Man, get uh, what, what else? Is it? Get your Snapchat filters. All you people want to get your Snapchat filters, man. Go to at Three Leaf Films. Our old ass listeners don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have an Instagram. What's up, Roland? Back, back what's with us. What's going on, fam? <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta get some younger listeners, man. What's up, Swank? Get them younger listeners in, man. Get them younger listeners in. All right, man. So, like I said, we got a big show today. Cat's Corner, uh, great Cat's Corner. We got a couple questions and uh, the dirt sheets, of course. And, uh, well, we got a lot going on. Veli will be in later on. All right, let's get it started with Kill Yourself and Start Over. It's the first segment. The A Block. Kill Yourself and Start Over on Inside the Cave. What you got, Joe? Uh, see, I got a couple of them. First one's gonna be, uh, everybody's favorite All-American. Ron Sucks James. LeBron James. I can't stand LeBron James. Yeah, nobody likes LeBron. Nobody likes LeBron no more. The reason I, the reason I say that is because in response to Charles Barkley, LeBron sounded like a hurt ex girlfriend or something. <laughs> I got, I got to disagree with that, Joe. Barkley called him out on some basketball stuff. He told stop acting whiny because the team that had last year, the team he got this year, the team he won championship with. I get all that. Over the uh, cap, they already over the cap spending. You know I mean, they went and got Cal Corver to help him out with the three-point shooting. You in the media talking about team management, talking about the people on your bench like they ain't uh, like they can't hit at or something. So you come back and start talking about Charles Barkley personal life. Are you going to the man personal life? Barkley kept it basketball. The bond would have came back and said, "Hey, you know what I mean? If somebody." I'll take criticism from a great who won some rings. Okay, I'd accepted that because that's basketball. People talking about Barkley and his past life and throwing people out of windows and throwing money to Vegas and stuff. But get into personal. And the way ways you kill yourself and start over too, but back in uh, LeBron. Yeah, you know he's gonna do that. Hey, but check this out though, Joe. I got a question for you. Have you ever heard of a fair fight? <laughs> yeah. It happens in boxing all the time. So if you if you step up to somebody and they get the ups on you and kick your ass, whatever it takes to win, right? Yeah. The rules are what they are. LeBron ain't win that though. <laughs> you think what he said to Barkley hurt Barkley? 
No, I mean, it don't hurt Barkley, but basically what I'm saying is every action calls, calls for a reaction. You may, not, you may not agree with what reaction you get, but you're going to definitely get something. He made himself look real petty. Now you think he, uh, Eddie Murphy, you think he Reggie Hammond talking about the new sheriff in town. Uh, <laughs> hey, I told y'all last week, y'all about to see, uh, bro, I don't know if you heard it, but I said last week, now, I, I said Trump was going to do it to LeBron, but LeBron is feeling the heat. And I ain't yes. talking about Miami. It's, it's, it's some shit about to go down with LeBron, brother. You finna- LeBron feeling the heat because he know he can't beat Golden State. No, LeBron can't beat Golden State. I mean, by not by itself. That's why that's why he feeling the way he feel. But who going to come over there to help but him? See, no, 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 no. Colin Cowherd even is calling. I got to say it. I heard it on the Cowherd show. He said, look, the whole Hillary thing. Sticking up for that, you know, all that stuff has a lot to do on you. Know, you, you tell you come back to Cleveland, you you help single handedly boost Cleveland's economy. You put your your your, your whole neck on the limb for uh, Hillary. You tell you you bring out a big crowd, tell Cleveland to support Hillary. And they basically give you the fu. You know what I mean? They said most they of got Cle- nothing to do with politics. They got the fact that this dude can't win no damn ring. You're not gonna be going to state. Uh, okay. Man, Le- LeBron is in a no-win situation. I-, I don't think I've ever seen a guy that does everything right and get criticized. Because he's wearing all the damn time. Take it you never heard of Barack Obama. Hey, check this out. This dude big as hell and a little point guard will run into him here and fall on the ground. Hey, LeBron didn't make the rules. He just, he, he just, hey, he got to play by the rules. And, and, and the sad part about it, you got all the old heads that, you know, we ain't do it like that. You ain't getting no ring. Mm. I mean, you got a you got a point, big dog. I mean, the last person, like we 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 always view this uh, athletes thing with revisionist history. Charles Barkley, um, although what he said about LeBron, I'm gonna give him a little bit of a pass. He's doing his job, whatever. I agree like, with that. But but I find it funny how some of the earlier criticism where he said um, talked about when he went to Miami and whatnot. I mean. Charles Barkley bounced around too. He didn't really take his talent real serious. Um, he was constantly out of shape, and he couldn't beat Michael J- Jordan. I mean, it was almost like Michael Jordan was his friend on purpose just to mess with his head, so he couldn't beat him. But like Barkley was never ever in the same solar system as LeBron James. Oh no, no so, doubt, no doubt. He was never the best player. So not even close. so to me. LeBron, you, when you, that, that, hey, there, there's consequences to being the man, brother. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, what the biggest problem is. All the older cats basically are upset because they wasn't smart enough to understand the business side of the game and use it to their advantage. Uh, if any of those guys could have, if any of those guys had any kind of leverage, I'm quite sure they would have maneuvered a lot differently. Well, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this though: Is there anything that you feel LeBron can be criticized on? It's a whole lot. I mean, you can criticize his game all day. I mean, okay. I, I, I mean, everybody can be criticized on on something. Okay, so then, with that being said, who's the most qualified? If it's not Charles, because like I said, I'm giving Charles a pass because I mean, he Charles, he, he did his job. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. I, I don't disagree with Charles. If, I mean, one bit. And so I also he said was in line then, right? It was in line, but I don't disagree with LeBron either. 
that I don't know, dog. You ain't making a whole lot of sense. I'm gonna tell Joe, you why. Joe said it best. He's it, he's he's being a crybaby. Hey, if, if if Charles wasn't wrong in what he said, then what was LeBron's reason to snap like that? My, I mean, my, the only thing I'm saying is when you attack somebody, no matter how you attack them, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know what kind of response you're gonna get back. That's He's true. Not attacking him though, he doing his job. He don't. Yeah, and you just you just admitted that nothing that he before, said was out of line. Before he even said that, he said LeBron James is the greatest player in the world. So let me ask, let me ask you a question. Let Let's say, um, Ronnie, you're a family man. So let's say you mm -hmm. had a hard day at work. You know, you you busting your ass. You know, you working late. You come in and as soon as you hit the door every day, you started getting criticized for what you didn't do. Fuck oh, what you're damn. doing good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's non-stop. Non-stop <laughs> criticism. At some point, pressure going to build. And you're going to snap. And I'm just saying, LeBron been pretty PC his whole career. True. Now, this guy gets criticized non-stop. It don't matter what he do. And I'm not saying that I agree that he should attack Charles Barkley personal situation. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that when you attack somebody, you don't know what you're gonna get in return. That's true. I still think I still think Joe Wright though. That's that's a little bit of a bitch move, man. You you pulled his whole you ran his whole bio down, warts and all. He he didn't even get into that, man. He didn't have to go down that. Cause here's my thing. I'll give you another example. Uh, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis uh, talks about a whole lot of stuff. Now don't get me wrong. He don't do a whole lot of criticizing, right? But he cracks me up because he talks about things with this with this holier than thou stance. When Negro, you was you went to court for attempted murder. Like, wow. did, we, did we forget that? Right. So why is it so why is it that everybody can forgive and forget what Ray Lewis did? But all of a sudden, we want to throw down. We want to turn all the cards over on Charles Barkley. Mm -hmm. I mean, he don't. Ray don't get it as much as Charles do. He gets it. But it's also but different between football and basketball. It's all about their personality, though. Yeah, and football. Barkley is known for being a smart ass. And, 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 and basketball you know, like, stars are bigger than football stars unless you're the quarterback. So, I mean, as big as Ray Lewis is, he is never going to be on the same level as uh, Charles Barkley as far as popularity. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you're looking at it from, from his platform standpoint, but I'm just saying, regardless of all that, if if you go and you slap and you go slap somebody, they may turn it. You know what I'm saying? They may turn the other cheek, or they may retaliate. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you just never know what kind of response you might get out of a guy. Well, you, I'm real big on right now. This is what I'm real big on: the appropriate response. And I teach my kids. That's the problem, Roland. Right now, with what's going on, everybody too fucking PC. Everybody's afraid to say what's on their mind and how they really feel about shit because all the players worried about endorsement deals and you know you don't want to step on nobody's toes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't think that this fits in that. I think that this is basically LeBron is a man child right now. He he been in this thing since he was what eight what eighteen years old. Yeah, but it's, but 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 yes, LeBron's supposed to play by a different set of rules because of his talent and because of his size. No, no, no. Rewind. What I'm saying is, is that what you finally seen was the immaturity come out. Because all I'm saying is, is that we go to job, we work on jobs every day, 
And because of our maturity, we don't snap a nigga's neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole lot of stuff I want to say. But because of my maturity and my manhood and the appropriate response, I don't do the things that I'm doing. And so all I'm saying is... never lost your cool. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is that... I'm saying so LeBron lost, lost his cool. How many years he been in the league? Uh, 14 Since he was about how old? Been, I mean, he been in the spotlight for what? Ever since he was how old, CB? 13. Check this out, though. Look, Charles Barkley used to come at them when they was playing in Miami. He used to give it to Dwayne Wade all the time. But Dwayne Wade never went off and lost. Dwayne Wade is not LeBron James. He's still yeah, he's still up there in that, in that stardom status. But what he, I'm saying is, you talking about a guy that has never lost his cool and said the wrong thing. Well, actually, he did. He this is the second time in a month. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's true. That's what I'm saying. It seems like it seems like we're seeing the the. Uh, the unraveling of King James. I, so I, think I like that. I like that. You're right. The problem too is, is that he passed his prime. You know he's not going to get too many more rings or even a shot at it. You don't, you don't know that. Oh, I do know that. They are not beating Golden State. <laughs> Anything uh, can happen with this trade going on, Joe. Who, yeah. who, who they going to get? You never know. Hey, who else you got? We'll, we'll, and, and, you know what? And, and speaking of that, Golden State, last time I checked, uh, Steph Curry and Durant both choked in the finals. They ain't gonna choke this time around. Alright, we got Big Herb coming Check up. Check it out. I got uh, one more. We'll talk more about that in a second. I got uh, Tommy Lauren from uh, Fox News. Now she's not with Fox News, Joe. Please, you gotta get this stuff right, man. I'm getting, I'm getting too much heat about you guys getting misinformation. Tommy Lauren is not from Fox News. Hey, who the fuck Tommy Lauren is? Okay. Alright, don't cut me off next time. Check with the hashtag All Lives Matter. I want to know where she at now. You know what I'm saying? Since all these Muslims and everything, they trying to keep them from coming to the country and trying to deport them. You know, the Americans out there in South Dakota, ain't they uh, people? Shouldn't they be a part of all, hashtag All Lives Matter too? Great point, Joe. Great point. So I don't see a stone on a soapbox talking about, well, we need to help them out. Great point. That is a great point. I'm going to go to uh, Roland last because I'm pretty sure he's going to have us arguing again. Who you got, big dog? <laughs> I'm going to pass, man. I'm going to pass on this one. Come on. You sure? Yeah. All right. Well, let me give me let me give mine before Roland uh, comes in here and stir up some shit. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Meek Mill. And I usually ain't the one that... Uh, what? Yeah. So... Uh, oh, don't be a mark. Don't start this march. Nicki Minaj just posted a picture of her and Drake. Hey, let me tell you something, brother. Now, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I saw that. Hey, now, you know. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, you know. Shout out to Drake. Yeah, now, I don't know what the picture means, but there's nothing. Winning. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing that Meek Mill can post. Unless Meek Mill can post a picture with him fucking Beyonce <laughs> while she's pregnant like that. That you that like that, like when your girl do stuff like that, there's nothing you can do. Like you can you like guys think, well I just go post a picture with me and forty video hoes. That shit don't add up, man. That's like that's nothing you can do to compare that. Especially when you got a chick like Nicki Minaj. So Nicki Minaj she winning. So Meek Mill, once again, this might be the first time for twenty seventeen, uh Kill yourself and start over, cause that that there's nothing you can do with that. There's nothing you can do about that. that Hold on, hey big dog. In his defense, you know that uh, um, Nikki and Drake are on the same label. Mm -hmm. 
So it can actually be an innocent picture. Could be. Because I well, see. It was playing back. Hey, right, it's right. possible, but all I know is they I have seen a look another on their picture. face. Hold on, hold on, uh, big dog. I seen another picture with uh, Little Wayne in the picture. So yeah. it was all three of them, and then there was a picture of just Drake and her. So she, she purposely did that. She knows what she was doing. And and like she I said, didn't. I'm quite sure Drake did. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's and there's nothing he could do. There's nothing he can say. There's nothing. When your girl do stuff like that, you can't you can't compete. It's certain things guys just can't compete with with women, and and they know it. And they and women know that, you know what I mean? It's like so you gotta take that L, uh, Meek Mill. So yeah. All right, Roller, who you got? All right, I'm gonna get yeah, you right. I'm gonna start some trouble. <laughs> so I got I gotta give it to your boy Reverend Daryl Scott out of Chicago. Please. Uh, the, the, the the um the organ grinders monkey that keeps going in front. And being the uh, the f boy for Donald Trump has a Black History meeting with the with the uh, with the king, and uh, he he says this line. He said he, he talked to the top gang thugs, and they were stupid shit is that. Donald Trump, he's looking at two Donald Trump. And he and he and they and they said that they respect Donald Trump and what he's doing, so they want to. They want to sit down and have a talk so they can get these numbers down in Chicago. See, Joe, that's why I keep telling you that Trump is going to be here for the whole eight years because of shit like that. <laughs> that's why I keep telling you that, Joe. He's not going to be here because he of is. No. Like that. no, 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 no. Let me tell you something, brother. Somebody trying to get that body count down. Who, who says that to the See, 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 Roller, I'm so glad you brought this up because I almost forgot something. See, one thing about Republican voters. They are smart voters. They vote on politics and policies. Let's be honest. People who vote Democrat, for the most part, they vote on emotion. Think about the three top Democrats presidents that every per person ever voted for loves. Let's talk about them. Reagan, Clinton, and Obama. Everybody loves Reagan. My mom loves Reagan. Oh, John, John, and all that kind of stuff. Reagan was a Republican, though. No, no, not Reagan. I'm sorry. Not Reagan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Reagan. I meant Kennedy. I'm sorry. I mean Kennedy. Kennedy. I apologize. I apologize. Kennedy. My mom talks about Kennedy. Oh, John, John, and all this kind of stuff. Clinton played the saxophone on on Arsenio Hall. Everybody loves him. Barack Obama was the black president. We voted because of of, of emotions. I ain't saying I'm not gonna say we. I'm not gonna say we, but I'm saying for the most part, they vote on emotions. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, meanwhile, when their person when they don't have an emotional attachment to a candidate, black people or just Democratic voters don't vote at all, and you end up with people like Trump. So unless you can have somebody in the next four years that these stupid voters are going to be emotionally attached to, Trump is going to win again. That's a fact. Because we're not, we're stupid voters. We're not educated voters. Nobody knows Obama's policies. We voted for him because he's black. Nobody knows Clinton's policies. They voted because he, he's the first black president. That's what people said about Clinton. That's his claim to fame. Stupid voters. That's what that's what that's what most of these that's what most of America is. That's right, I said. <laughs> that's the truth, man. Oh 
I'm saying. See, Roland, you always come here stirring up some shit. <laughs> Big dog, what's up? Come on, come on, bro. Hey, what, what, you, what you want me to say, man? <laughs> Roland, Roland trying to pick a fight. <laughs> hey, hey, Roland, you know, uh, hey. last week somebody was saying that they think me and you're going to have to get in the ring, man. But I listened to this show. I already got my hospital paid in full, so let's get it. <laughs> hey, buddy, hey, buddy, you got somebody for Kill Yourself and Start Over. Yo, what up, what up, bros? What's up? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give a quick shout out to this lady. I don't know if y'all heard the story in uh in Australia. She uh, called the police to complain about the fact that her weed man overcharged her for weed. <laughs> that did, that, Is and, weed uh, legal in Australia? Huh? Is weed legal in Australia? I think so. She hung the phone, the phone five seconds later after she told them the situation. So I'm assuming not really. <laughs> and, they, and they said, "Feel free to call. All people, feel free to call in on your drug dealer if he's overcharging. We'll go handle it." <laughs> so I want to give a special shout out. Come to Chicago. Wow. Get your weed. CB, where you get your weed from? <laughs> you a cop? <laughs> Talk to my lawyer first. That was kill yourself and start over. Alright, let's get to this. Uh, we got some interesting ones. We don't have our normal people this week, but we got some interesting ones for emails and complaints. Emails and complaints. Emails and complaints with Cousin Lamar on Inside the Cave. Alright, Cousin Lamar is not here again. Find out what Cousin Lamar is. But Alright man. Uh we got Lock L O C K. Uh, that was Lock. last week, brother. <laughs> you read that last week. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, don't even You sure? Yes. <laughs> oh. My bad. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at the shit. What the fuck? Come on, yeah, cousin right. Lamar, where you at, cousin Lamar? <laughs> What happened when you just walk in the crib? All right, man. Edit that. Oh, sure, sure. I edit it. <laughs> All right, we got one from uh, the homegirl Nina. She kept it short and sweet. She said, "Cat's Corner is getting better each week." Yes, it is. We got yes. one from Troy. Troy said, "What y'all old men know about that bad and bougie?" I'm assuming you talking about dog playing that in rap, country rap tone. No, I played as I played as an instrumental just on uh, "Kill Yourself and Start Over." He pays attention to that kind of stuff. You know, he's he's a fucking kid. What do you expect? Walk around yeah. dragging his pants and shit. Man, You're not no. that old. Do have radios, yeah, he not jukeboxes. He wears dreads and stuff like that. Man. Pull your pants up, Troy. Get a belt. Get damn belt on. Troy probably wearing those fitted clothes. Hey, you met Troy before? <laughs> hey, check out your tight, tight jogging pants that you sagging in. Tight ass sweat. Y'all, we just a pants. Hi, man. I'm from uh, Bianca. She said, nice show. Wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but we'll listen again. That's all that matters. Hey, ACB. Yo. You tell Troy, if his um, jogging suit is showing off his figure, he need to kill himself and start over. <laughs> I think you just told him. <laughs> oh. Shout out Bianca. Well, you know Bianca. 
Okay, what else we got? Paper towel. That's right, stop showing his uh, camel toe. Damn. Falls. <laughs> All right, it's from Michelle. She said, to the gentleman of inside the cave, she must only be talking about me and dog. <laughs> Uh, she said, I just heard the recent episode with the reality show star, and I was very disappointed at the way Cat's Corner segment ended. The young lady was a guest, and she shouldn't have had the last word on Cat's segment. I thought that was disrespectful to the lady of the show. Cat puts up with a lot from you all, and she handles it with grace and professionalism. That's a word. Because I would have slapped all of you and your mothers for not raising your right. What? For not raising you right. I know it's a man show, but please show the lady some respect. Okay, first off, Michelle, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just get mine out the way. Kill yourself and start over. Then you put the <laughs> and that goes, that's a kill yourself and start over for my mama too. She know what exactly what she was doing with me. All right, get down the way, Michelle. And I second what Billy said. You second. By hitting Joe Dirt, mama. We go ahead by your own casket. My mom on the west side, all right? Play that shit. Well, I'm going uh, to go ahead and just say I apologize. She is right. Yeah, Kat, that's your fault. Cat should have had the last word. Uh, you're not here when we edit and uh, record. Sometimes things are pieced together in different ways, but you are right. Cat will, from now on, have the last word on yeah, her That's segment. your fault. Just say, hell, it's my fault. All right. So, yeah, go ahead and say it. Uh, yeah, my fault. Okay, thanks, uh, thanks for Michelle for listening and <laughs> taking the time yeah. out. Take credit for that, motherfucker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. You know we messing with you. We appreciate it. And that, thank though. you for taking the time out to email that to us. All right, now we got an interesting uh, one here. Trump. <laughs> not for real. You ain't gonna slap me. Don't put no hands on me. You can put your hands on me. Oh man. All right, go ahead and get, get to this one right here. This is gonna be interesting. All right, this is from Bonnie. Hey, Inside the Cave, loving the show. I have listened to almost every show. It's strangely addictive, and I look forward to listening each week. Please fix Cat's connection. (laughs) 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 He goes in and out, and it's kind of ghetto. Ooh, is that another word for Uga? That's Uga. I love her input, and that connection problem takes away from her. Hey, we ain't got nothing to do with that, buddy. You got to blame that wild cable. All right. Cat, go to Cat GoFundMe page and send us some money so she can get some better, better uh, connection. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that antenna on her uh, cordless phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> money That's so she can buy aluminum foil to put on that. Oh, this for you, Joe Dirt. Oh. Is actually positive. Now, this is the same listener. Yeah, same person, Joe. This is all one wrap up of everybody from Miss Bonnie. I hope it's Miss Bonnie. Hey, Belly, say her real name. What's her full name? Does it say on that? Her full name? No, you know what? I think it says at the end. Oh, yes, at the end. It says at the end. Okay, I saw that that brief. That Joe Dirt sure does have pause. A sexy ass voice. Hey, say, Bonnie. Oh, that's for you, Joe. Suck it all in. Pause. Yeah, I got a sexy voice and what else? Uh, she said, Hey, sex. How you doing, that, Bonnie? Give her your email, Joe. Maybe she can reach you on the side. 
It sounds like Veli calling from Cat's house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just on my ear. Where you at, Veli? That raggedy ass connection. I thought it was just on my ear. Blue Veli trying to steal his neighbor's Wi Fi. <laughs> hey, Donald, what's your code? What's the passcode? He got Starbucks. That's what happened. <laughs> This one is. Hey, when she said Cat's Connection, I just knew my name was going to be right behind Cat's name. Alright, this for me, Mr. Veli Vale. I'm loving the wrap up. It takes talent to pull all that together and keep everyone laughing. Oh, and you sure is fine, brother. Uh, okay. Thank you, uh, Bonnie. Uh, this is for Big Dog. You seem mellow, but then all of that King Crush popping. Not sure if you practice what you preach. Still not sure about you. And you're close to CB. Not sure, brother. I do like the music. Maybe include the title and artist. Got that dog? I think I said a long time ago, I don't take requests. <laughs> and I don't take orders. Oh. But. Uh, let, me know, uh, let me know if y'all give me though if I go out so I can reread them if I have to. We hear you go ahead. Alright, this is Steel Bonnie. Why is Sleek Rick a bigger part of the show than said? Just a guess. The way CB praises him for just showing up is there something between them two? Balls. I'm just saying. Get off his jock, CB. Uh, no homo, right? That must be from Dog. Or that's from D. That's from D. Cat. Thanks, girl, for speaking your mind amongst some ignorant-ass shit sometimes. Cousin Lamar, you are right with me. Roland, I don't know about that conspiracy theory shit, but your videos are cool. <laughs> right on to the point. That's the TV. Please back up from your mic. Your breathing makes you sound like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all. She said you sound like a pervert. And or a 500 pound man struggling just to talk. Back up, man. Get some cardio. What's really going on? I you to be tuned in. <laughs> I continue to tune in to you all. I look forward to all the laughs and the many, many times I end up shaking my head. Your girl sounds like one of Joe's girl. Old Quisha Jenkins, aka Mine. No typo. That's her name, Bonquisha Jenkins. Well, Bonquisha, Bonquisha, I have no. Look, let me tell you something. When I seen that email come through, that shit that shocked the shit out of me. Like Bonquisha Jenkins, I I admitted, I immediately thought I said this got to be a joke. I said I, I was trying to, I, I looked it up, and I was trying to figure out, and then I said there's nobody in the, there's nobody named Bonquisha Jenkins. So I went on Facebook and typed in the name Bonquisha. About 50 of them popped up. I'm like, there's really people named Bonquisha Jenkins. I couldn't believe it. I said, this has to be a joke. And I, and I, and I searched her email address and everything. I'm like, who is this? So I don't know who you are, but thank you for listening. But International D hasn't been here uh, this year. So, but we have to do an Uga of the Week. And guess what? Since you want to talk smack about me, Bonquisha, I'm gonna talk smack about you and give you the give you this week's Uga of the Week for your name, Bonquisha. 
<laughs> in memory of International D. Wasn't one of Sinead's friends named Bonquisha. Kind of, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, this is a joke. I, I just knew, I said, this is a joke. There's nobody listening to our show named Bonquisha. There's nobody named Bonquisha listening to our show. I Googled it. I couldn't, I couldn't hey, believe it. You're offending our guests, Hey, did you Bonquisha? <laughs> <laughs> Bonquisha. Hey, CB, stop offending our listeners, man. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up, man. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously, we can't make that stuff up, man. I have no idea who this is, but I don't, I don't know what she listening to, listening to us on. Uh, but thank you for listening. But you are this week's Uga of the week. Just want to let you know that. Hey, hey, Veli, there is a bone uh-huh. on Martin too. That's what I thought. I remember hearing that name before. Kilolo, Shanae, Kilolo, and Bone Quisha. <laughs> Might be up, yeah. But that wraps up uh, emails and complaints. Yeah, I can't believe that, man. I mean, and, and she obviously listens to the show because she broke down every single person that's on the show. <laughs> even, even Slick Rick, and he's a writer in there. And I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, Joe, Joe's handsome. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what's going on here? He's been doing research. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Slick Rick and said. Yeah, yeah, brought up everybody. Then brought up Roland too. I'm like, wow. Okay. So. Yeah, I wasn't even on last week. I'm like, wow. Yeah, only that's person this boo. Yeah, right. That's the only person you missing. All right, yeah, that was emails and complaints. So uh yeah, we got a good show today. Uh the Big Herd show Big Herd, Charles Heard from the Big Herd show on ESPN. Come calling in. We're gonna get into uh all everything happening in sports. Follow Inside the Cave on Instagram at Inside the Cave and at Cave Crush for the hottest women on the planet. Like Inside the Cave on Facebook, Inside the Cave Podcast, and follow Inside the Cave on Twitter at Cave Crush. Inside the Cave. Thought-provoking in-ring guy talk with special guests and Cave Crush interviews. Let's get into this. ARK Spotlight today, man. He's uh, back back with us for the first time in 2017. A lot to talk about in the sports world today, man. From the Big Herd Show, ESPN, our friend, our buddy, going to talk some sports. with. I'm tired of schooling these guys on sports, so I figure I'd bring in a professional. Welcome back to Inside the Cave, our boy, Charles Herd. What's up, man? Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. It's a pleasure to come back and... Uh and talk sports with you guys as always. I appreciate the show. You guys are you guys are hilarious. I heard she had my my, my good buddy and pal uh, Marcus Robinson on that long ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dad, thanks for setting that up for us too. Marcus was good. Hey man, all right now we know you know we're gonna talk uh, about the Super Bowl. I want to get your pick uh, and everything like that. Help and you can help break that down with us. But before that, man, a lot of other things is going on in the sports world, and I know you. Heard about it, and I got to get your opinion on it. LeBron James and Charles Barkley. Uh, break that down. Let's let's hear from you. We we talked about it earlier. What do you think is going on with LeBron James and Charles Barkley, man? Well, I mean, it's a good question that you asked that too, because I'm an old school guy, um, 
and and it's it sucks that you gotta kind of look back and it's, it's a bad thing that these two guys are going back and forth a lot of people in this day and age don't look at charles barkley as a lot of us do if you're over 30. um if you're over 30 you know and you, you kind of was in an era when you heard about charles barkley you heard about the teams back um, when jordan was playing and i was just telling somebody today i was like listen you gotta remember that back when Charles was playing, every team had a superstar on it or two. Every team. It, it wasn't a bad team in the NBA. It, it, it wasn't one. I couldn't think of one team that was really bad back when they were playing. Um, mm-hmm. Now you have several teams that are, that are bad, uh, and people are just trying to build these super teams together. So, a lot of people are saying just because Charles, just because Charles didn't win. Uh, a championship that he, you know, he does, he he's not able to talk like that, or he's not relevant. Charles was a member of the the original Dream Team. You know, he he was for sure a short guy compared to all these big guys in the league. He held his own down in the paint. He was a tough guy. Of course, he did things like throw people through windows and you know he smacked people and spit on people. But that was in the era where. A bunch of those guys did the same thing. Charles yeah. Oakley was a bad guy. You know, Dennis Rodman was a bad guy. You had these. That's what the the league was. That's just what it was. That's the reputation it had. But because he did those things, doesn't mean that he's always right about stuff. I just think that LeBron. I think he got tired of hearing the stuff over and over again, and at some point, he has to break. Do you um, think this is breaking point? Do I think what? Do you think LeBron was being whiny, as Barkley said? Um, I think sometimes. I, see, I think sometimes LeBron does get whiny. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm the I'm the person to say like you should never like whine about who's on your team. You should just if you're gonna do it, go to the GM, somebody that can actually you know make it happen. Don't go to the media and do it. Go to the GM and say, listen, man, hey, you guys brought me here. I want you guys to make this team better or I'm not coming back. He has that power to do it. Why come to the media and put it out there? Because you know Charles and never gonna talk about it. You're already the face of the NBA. You never you never see Jordan go to the media and say, Hey listen, I need more people here. He would go and say, Listen, these are the pieces but if you guys can't get it then I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference between the age now and, and how it was back in the day. Um, a lot of these guys go to the media and use the media and then they want to cry about what the media says towards them. They're putting too much stuff out there, man. And that goes for basketball and football. Uh, but but Charles is going to be Charles no matter what. You can't shut him down. That's why people watch TNT. That's why it's the number one sports show when it comes to basketball. Yeah. Because, you know, people love what he says. But LeBron just has to know when you're the face of the NBA right now that he's losing that very fast. Um, because of the things and the way he's telling himself, when you're the face of the NBA, you gotta you gotta take pride in it. And you gotta learn how to be like a duck and let it roll off your back. Right. It's not easy to do, but you get paid a lot of money to do it. Um, so you gotta you gotta figure out a way to do that. Yeah, I agree, man. I think he was just punching down, and I'm not used to. I, look, look, I said this last week. Um, I think we're about to see the unravel of LeBron James. Uh, I think he's, I think he's about to unravel, brother, because 
you know, you guys started looked at it as being a great a great year for him, 2016, him bringing a championship to Cleveland. I'm looking at it on the other side. I said, I, I think him going against Donald Trump and the negative things. I mean, just think, but let's just say Cleveland wins this year. And he says, he already said he's not, when he goes to New York or Chicago, he's not staying in the Trump Hotel. Now, we have a president who has a hard-on for anybody who goes who opposes him. And I just really think that, you know, LeBron James is on Trump's radar in some kind of way. People like him. And, and I think that LeBron knows that. And I just really think that with, with this punching down at Charles Barkley, him trying to get Hillary Clinton elected, didn't work out. Now you got Trump in, 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 in office dictating shit. And I just really think that LeBron is feeling the heat from everywhere. Now, the guys on this show think that uh, Trump is not thinking about LeBron. I, think, I, think, I, I beg to differ. And I just think he's feeling it, man. From a political standpoint, I think I think LeBron is feeling it. Well, how you feel about that? Well, Trump, of course, is looking at everybody because he's a social media queen. Yeah, yeah um, I said that. He, he, he loves to uh, he loves to look at social media. Um, well, I say that he has it out for LeBron. I I, w- I wouldn't go out that far and say say that, but I would say that you know um, people probably seen what he did say about you know Trump or uh, if he didn't want him elected or whatever that is but um, I just think LeBron you know just being the, the, the big player that he is and don't get me wrong LeBron has grown from when he first came in the league to when he actually first left Cleveland and went to Miami and then when he came back he's grown a lot he's grown more than I thought he would do um, but when it really comes down to it, he hasn't grown enough to say, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm not going to put all of my stuff out there in the media. I'm going to let you guys see what I do on the court and kind of keep that hope. It's kind of like this. None of us, it, because we live here in Chicago, we all knew Jordan went out and gambled all the time. Or you might have seen him in the club. Right. You never seen that in the media until his dad actually got killed. And then it wasn't in the media that much. It might have been locally, the papers might have wrote something about it. But as far as when you went elsewhere, you didn't hear that a a lot. But now you see LeBron, you hear about, you know, I shouldn't bring this up, but you heard about his mom possibly dating somebody on the team back in the day. You know, you heard about you know, all the struggles that LeBron was going through. You hear about, you know, the, the how he was a leader in the locker room. Now you're hearing about, you know, him getting into a what, commentator on TV. None of that should affect your play on, on the court. You shouldn't even have to answer that question. Why even bring that into, you know, the locker room? It's have to be more professional when it comes down to it, especially when you're making millions of dollars and, you you, you know, you're worth millions of dollars as well. Right. You guys got anything on this? I think that LeBron is feeling the pressure of trying to compete with the Golden State Warriors because he know he can get through the East. But the point that when he get there to the finals, does he have enough to face Golden State and get him a run? And I think he knows that he doesn't. That's a good point. I mean, of course, I think he knows that you know it's going to be hard to get through Golden State as he as he knew that when Kevin Durant went over there. Um, to go to state, but 
you, you're not going to fix that problem by getting into the media. Uh, the only way you're going to fix that is by talking to your GM and the owner that brought you over. This guy brought you over after saying some horrible things about you, and he had to eat those words, and he gave you anything you wanted to come over. Don't you think that's the guy that you should go to and say, hey, listen, this is what I need to help win the championship. If you don't want that, then I'm leaving. He owes you a lot. He owes you a, a whole lot. So if if you're going to get that, that person that you want on the team, I guarantee you the media is not going to go out there and trade for that person. It's not going to happen. But the front office is going to do that job, and that's the people that you need to be talking to. So, I mean, of course he's frustrated in, in, in certain ways, but he needs to go to the right people to get the, the right deals done, and don't worry about really what the media says. All right, before we get into Super Bowl, I, you know what, though? <clears throat> I think there's understood that if, they, if the front office don't do what they're supposed to do, then he's leaving. I mean, he only signed in a one-year deal, you know? But he said he wouldn't talk to the front office and everything. And they, they point is, look, we spending the most money in the NBA. What more do you want us to do? I mean, it's not a question of that he should have went to the media. I mean, I got to agree he should have never did that. But... You know, back to like Harris said earlier, I think he just he just reached his um his breaking point. You're talking about a guy that gets criticized for doing the right thing constantly. So at some point, man, you know, if you keep poking at him, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you just don't ever know if, if every action causes a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it may not be the reaction that everybody think that you should get, but at some point, you know, I mean, everybody says, you know, I mean, you know, he makes so much money and you got all the endorsement deals and, and all of that. But, I mean, he's still human. And if you're being criticized 24-7, at some point, you're going to lose it. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing. That's the one thing people fail to remember, too, is that um, a lot of people, I mean, it's so crazy, man. It, it's really crazy um, how people look at how much money you make. And they think that you're not human anymore. You know, that's crazy. Um, people equate the, the amount that you're worth and think that you still can't do wrong or you still um, don't slip up or, you know, you, you're not going to make a mistake. And I think that's wrong, but it comes with the territory too, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people say, man, he's making all this money. You know, he should be able to, you know, he should be able to, to go out there and play this game or he should play one more game. I mean, your body's going to tell you what to do regardless, you know, regardless of how much money you make, your body doesn't care. Your body's going to say, listen, I'm shutting down and that's it or whatever. You know, sometimes we laugh, we joke, we say, man, this guy had a, a migraine. He's making so much money. You know, why can't he go out there and play? Have you guys ever really had a really bad migraine? You know, some of us sit in bed and be like, man, I can't. I can't turn my TV on because my head hurts so much. Or I'm called off work because I, I don't feel good today. But that's their job, too. You know, their job is to go play basketball. So if they're sitting out with the flu or sick, then that's just how it is. And, and a lot of people say, well, Jordan played, you know, sick. Every person is going to be different. Every person is going to be different. One person might go to work sick. And the other one doesn't want to go to work sick because I just don't feel like it. I don't feel good. And nobody says, well, you make $12 an hour. Oh, you make $10 an hour. Why can't you go to work? You know, it, that, that's just not how it is. And when you kind of break it down to that, um, it's, it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense uh, for everybody else. So I kind of get away from, 
I try to stay away from the whole, oh, this guy's making $30 million a year. He should be able to go out there and play while he's sick or, or has a headache because person's body is going to do what it wants to do. And, and how many celebrities and, and people that we hear about that going through depression or committing suicide? Mm-hmm. I mean, money just don't equal happiness. That's what you the average person right. believes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I said this. I said this before when you guys showed. And this is my last thing, and I'll, I'll let it get back to you. But uh, I said this before you, on, on your show is that you guys think that these guys make a lot of money. The NBA does. Don't get me wrong. The NBA is guaranteed money. But when it comes to pro ball, I can tell you this much. I've seen a lot of players, man. A lot of players have been in the locker rooms that borrow money from other people. Um, oh, something like God. 10%, 10%, 10% of the locker room makes the money. And that's crazy. Hey, so remember just think about that. Robin used to come back every year broke. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, 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 I mean, I can tell you guys stories, and Marcus can tell you stories of, you know, we see, we see what happens, man. Like, and the draft is where it starts at. You know, the draft, you see these guys with these big necklaces on. Yeah, hey, break that down. People want to hear that kind of stuff. Can you break that down? Like, to explain, okay, let's just say someone comes in on a rookie deal. Let's say someone comes yeah. in, um, we're not going to say he's LeBron James because LeBron came in with the big Nike contract. But let's just say a, 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 a lottery pick guy goes into the NBA. Now, the NBA is guaranteed. Now, I had a friend. And he uh-huh. kind of showed me how those checks was before. But like you told me, uh-huh. okay, you got a guy that's, let's just say he was a 13th pick. All right. So, he, he okay, he, so he's going to get a deal probably with um, Under Armour or Adidas probably. So he got a right. shoe deal with Adidas. Right. He has his his rookie contract. Explain to us how does that how to what's his life going to be like his first, his rookie year. Well, uh, I, I can only speak from experience of, of what I what I went through uh, as far as the NBA goes. But it, I, I had a lot of buddies that Josh Powell is a good friend of mine that played in the NBA. He played for That's Lakers and yeah. Atlanta and stuff. Um, so what happens is that it's kind of like the NFL. They get paid on the first and fifteenth um, when it comes down to it, and you know you get your used to be checks, but now it's direct deposit, and you can get your statements as well. But when it comes down to like having a sponsor, um, it can work several ways. So the sponsor could pay you a one lump sum, or they could pay you monthly. Uh, they could split it up to you know you get sixty percent of apparel, and then the rest of it's money wise. A lot of guys like to take cash, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, a lot of these companies don't do cash anymore. A lot of these companies are doing apparel, so they, they'll give you as much as apparel as you want, um, you know, and, and have you wear it, and then they might cut you a check for, you know, five grand or something like that uh, every quarter. Um, I know I'm, I'm part of Monster. I'm sponsored by Monster, and what Monster does uh, not, not not the energy drink, but the headphone <laughs> company monster. They used to they used to be Beats by Dre and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so what they offered me was a lifetime deal. I don't even know if, if I should be saying it. It's a life it's a lifetime deal, and I get a percentage of the royalty if somebody goes to a site and order it in the in the zip code that I'm in. Um, so that's that's what I get. It's right. more like what you actually kind of sign up to get. 
you know, it's more of, of what your your agent kind of, you know, demonstrates. But when it comes to paycheck-wise, these guys, if you got like a, a $1.2 million deal, you got to remember, um, about, you know, 5% of that is going to go towards your agent. Yeah. Um, you got taxes that's going to come out of not just where you live at, at that point in time, or not what city that you stay in, but your home or residency as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, say if you stay in the state of Illinois, which is your home of record, uh, you got your 12% tax. Plus, if you play in the, in, in California, you got to pay that tax as well. So, that's a pretty huge tax that comes out. And it's not just regular taxes, like 34%. Right. Like that, because it's over a certain amount of money. So, when I used to get paychecks, man, it, it, the number sounds good. But at the end of the day, it kind of, you look at it and you're like, man, uh, where did all this money go to? And you start to break it down. And then you have all these people that are, you promise stuff. And then when it comes down to like the jewelry, man, it, that's the worst deal ever. So when I see these guys go on stage with all this, you know, um, these suits, you know, these Rolexes, these chains, you're like, where do these guys get this money from to do it? It's actually loaned out to them. And what, what it is, is called a defer. So these guys defer their checks um, until they actually pay these companies back. Crazy. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like somebody's going to send the NBA a letter and say, listen, this person owes me this amount of money. This is how much I want per check. Crazy. And it comes straight out of their check. Uh, it's ridiculous, man. And, and some of these guys are paying $600,000 for watches. You know, seven hundred thousand for change, Charles. Um, just because they want to look nice when, when they want to come down, down to the draft. Charles, Charles. So, okay, you said they get paid on the first and the fifteenth. That's twice a month. The NBA season's from no- right. November to April because you don't get paid for the playoffs, right? You don't get paid for the playoffs, right? It's like no, a, they get paid for playoffs. Well, you get an extra, you get an extra check for the playoffs. Yeah, but that's not part of their salary. That's not part of their salary, right? No, you get your so you so what happens is you get a um, as, I'm I'm gonna speak for the NFL wise goes I know that the league for the NFL you get an extra check so you get a certain amount uh, for as long as you go through the playoffs okay and it goes up of course so let's just say for the through. for the regular season right so you, it's, the regular season is only six months so you're only getting paid twice for, so you're getting paid you're getting twelve paychecks then right. So what is the so, right. so if you're only getting a let's just say you're getting one point two million a year, right? Now nah, well those guys mm-hmm. get paid more than that because I think the veteran, I mean the uh, rookie minimum is what. Now nah, there's some of them is getting like one point two I believe. So yeah, about one, about one point two. Okay, one point two. So let's just say after taxes and everything, you're probably only getting four hundred thousand a year. So basically, you uh, you you. You're no different than anybody else at the at the most part. You're no different than anybody else. Well, yeah, that, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, a lot of these guys, um, <laughs> so a lot of these guys, for instance, man, they come into town, and when somebody's telling you, "Listen, I just signed for one point two million dollars," you're not gonna really think and say, "Man, how much am I gonna pay in taxes? How much am I gonna do this?" You're just happy. You just hit a one point two million. You're like, okay, cool, one point two million. That's changing my life. You're not thinking five hundred thousand after taxes, after this comes out, after that comes out. They go to the casino, and literally, the casino will give them a line of credit for oh, one point wow. two million dollars. That's set up. Literally, 
That's so that that's means that you can go there and you know do what you got to do, take money out. You know, it's a line of credit for you. It's crazy. But you better best believe that casino is going to come back and try to get their money. Hell yeah! And that's where these guys come at your fault, at man. They 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 do these lines of credit. You know, you think somebody's giving you something free when it's really not free. They want you to, you know, pay them back in some sort of way. Um, and it's it's a lot. That's why these guys have to have a team set up around them that's really good. Um, we've seen a lot of people that go into a league and, and actually fall because they are not set up. Um, they don't have the right team set up around them. So it's, it's a sad story. Yeah, it is. All right, man. Let's get into this. The Super Bowl is this week. Is the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons? Now, before you get started, I want to go out on a limb. I'm only gonna bet uh, two guys that's on this show today, and that's Big Dog and uh, and Charles Hurd, because the other these other two guys ain't gonna pay me when I win. So, uh, so I'm letting you know right now. I got the Atlanta Falcons beating. The Patriots and beating them pretty good. Oh wow! I got fifty on that. Wow. If anybody, if I got any takers, letting you know that right now. I'm glad I got the Falcons. Tell me why I'm right or tell me why I'm wrong, Charles Hurt. Well, I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Oh. I mean, the one, the one, re- the reason why I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong is because, of course, I do like the Atlanta Falcons. And, um, I, I, I do gotta give love to Neil on. On that team, uh, he's a safety for him. Uh, my boy Clinton Hart, that's his brother, who played at San Diego. So, gotta get, gotta show him love. Great team, great young team. But how can you go against Brady? And then how can you go against Belichick? Two guys, man, that, that without each other, they wouldn't have anything. I can um, easily tell you how I can go against. And, and, and you, when you really look at it. The mastermind behind it. I, I, I truly think that Tom Brady, when he faces somebody with their first time, if, if it was if it was Matty Ice's second time in the in the Super Bowl, I would most definitely go with the Falcons hands down. I believe that eight is way too big um, for Matty Ice. I mean, it just is. We were just talking about not long ago how this team could not win games in the playoffs. We were just talking about it. People forget that. People were criticizing him how he was not a playoff quarterback. That's what people would say about him. You're right. Because every time they were making a playoff, they could not win. Right. Because it was almost too big of a game. So you can't just go from that quarterback and just throw him in the Super Bowl and think that nerve won't be there. Because it's going to happen. Mm. I mean, it, the stage is so big. And when you hear big players like Marshall Falk, when you hear people like Deion Sanders, well, not even Deion Sanders, but when you hear people like Michael Irvin, they listen. When I took the field, and I was a big-time player, when I took the field, and it took me a second to take in everything, it took me a quarter to take in everything, you can't give a quarter to the New England Patriots. Mm. That's one thing for sure. If you give them a quarter, you can almost count yourself the game, especially with Tom Brady there. and You never know what receiver he's going to go towards because none of those guys are big names. He can use everybody on that team to be the next player up. When you look looked at the media today, every player on there said, listen, man, when I came to this team, the one thing I learned is the way that the Patriots were. I had to put team first and put myself second. I've never heard that. Even on college ball, I've never heard that. 
you had a lot of players that wanted to play for themselves because of the name and the back of the jersey and I want to get my numbers, I want to do this. But this is literally an NFL team that is together like a college team supposed to. Alright, hey Big Dog, who you got this week? I got two words for you. <laughs> Julio Jones. Yo, Dirt, who you got? Takes more, takes, more than, takes more than one player to uh to, to win it. And I've never yeah. seen a wide receiver. Never seen a wide receiver win a game if the quarterback can't throw on the ball. But you know Tom Brady don't like pressure. You're right. You, know, you got to get to him. Don't like it. He has the number one offensive line in the league. You got to get to him. Houston, Houston the defensive line. Yeah. yeah. What happened to Houston? Houston don't have an offense. Atlanta does. Yeah. I just want to say this. I'm telling you, you got you got a great you got a great mind in Belichick out there, and and, and trust and believe. I think. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that the the Falcons will gather their feet. I just think it's going to take them too long to gather their feet in a game like this. See, that's one thing that I've been listening and I actually looked it up myself too. Uh, first, I think Dan Quinn being that coach is going to help them out because he's been there. There with Seattle. So he knows how to play Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Two, Great point, Joe. Uh, Patriots. Not after, maybe not that first Super Bowl, but after that, they really never score in the first quarter or the second quarter. They wait oh, the boy, first Joe. quarter or the third quarter. They wait to the second and fourth quarter because uh, I heard uh, Belichick talking about you know pacing and stuff. Now, if they do that against Atlanta, Atlanta's going to eat them up. They better come out trying to score some points in the first quarter. If they get behind, they're going to be in some trouble. Mm. So you're, you're absolutely right when it comes down to that. I just got one thing for you. Hey, listen, we all know a coach can coach you as much as he wants to, but when it comes game day, it's up to the players on the field to play. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn's not going to It's not going to happen. He can try to coach you. We've had great coaches in the Super Bowl that couldn't get past the point of having the players play like they wanted to play. That's why you hear sometimes the coaches say, listen, Hey, it just wasn't our day. It, it wasn't. It wasn't us. It, it 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 comes down to how the players feel. The one thing, even when I played, man, and one thing about it is that a coach can give you a great speech. A coach can get you riled up. A coach can make everything great until you get on that field. You get that one hit. You like, God damn, what happened to me? <laughs> like, what 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 just hit me? You know, what what's going on? Why can't I get my feet? You know, you forget about that speech. You don't even know what the coach said. Hey, what you know, it, it takes. Everybody has a game plan until they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how it goes. So I, I agree with you as far as like Quinn being there with the experience. That's where the experience comes into play, man. That's what you ever been on the basketball court where like, you know, we didn't understand it as, as young men. But like we go on the basketball court, you go to the local gym. And, you know, you're there with your friends. You're all about 18, 19, 20s, and your early 20s. You got all those guys out there that's 40 and 50 years old. You're like, hey, listen, let's get a team together. Play these old guys. Come on, let's go out here and do it. You go out there, you're like, man, we're about to win this game. And then you got those old guys there that are moving down the court slow. They're passing the ball around. Don't take too many shots. But when they take a shot, 
they take a good shot. They're gonna sure. make sure it's a great shot. You know why they do that? Because they're like, listen, we're not, we're gonna let you guys run up and down the field all day long. We're gonna let you guys tire yourself out and think you're gonna run us. We're gonna play smart basketball though. We're gonna take you in the post. We're gonna use the size advantage. We're gonna shoot a three when we know. We're gonna pass the ball around six times around until you guys get tired. That's yep. what the Patriots do. The Patriots play great football, fundamental football. Of course they know that these guys are gonna come out head hunting. But they're gonna wait for that one little moment to where if you look at the, the defense of the Falcons, the Falcons defense play freelance defense. What I mean by that is they don't stay on their assignment. They don't the safety never stays in one position. The cornerbacks never really stay man to man. They they look for the ball and and trust and believe the one person that you don't want to know that Tom Brady is studying in this. So if he knows that you're playing freelance, you're gonna miss that one opportunity. And when you miss it, he's gonna take advantage of it. And Julio Jones is gonna get what he's gonna get. They know that. But if you're too deep in the hole, man, you can't come back from letting the Patriots dig that hole for you. Trust and believe it. Well, I know Veli Vela is going with the Patriots. Y'all, am I correct on that, Veli? You you agreeing with Charles and going with the Patriots? But of course, like I always do, every time they in the big game. Yeah, way to go out on a limb, brother. Charles, for <laughs> your consistency and loyalty. Hey, hey, Charles, let me tell you the reason why the Patriots are not going to win. Now, you brought up all the great points of why they should win and and, and why they probably will win. And and Joe, you hey, Joe, I, you might need to get uh, apply to work with Charles. That was a way you, great way you broke that down, but. You guys stuck to the stats. I'm gonna talk. I talk to the basket, uh, the, to the football gods, and there's no way the Patriots are gonna win this because two things: if the Patriots win, two things will happen. Roger Goodell will have to hand that Super Bowl trophy to Tom Brady, which is not going to happen on, t- on Roger Goodell's TV. Number one, and number two, the Patriots are not going to the White House to see Donald Trump. Can you imagine what that speech is going to be like when Trump welcomes the Patriots to to the White House? As much as him and Brady and Belichick and, and Kraft are good are great friends, do you um, can you imagine what that's going to be like? There is no way the football gods are letting that happen. So that is why the Dirty Birds will win. The Super Bowl. Just answer the question, rolling in your damn conspiracies. Hey, hey, think about what I'm saying, brother. It's the truth. Conspiracies. Hey, you call. Hey, they said Trump. They said Trump wouldn't win too. So you know how that goes. I I just can't see it happen. I cannot see the Patriots with good buddies Brady, Belichick, and Kraft coming in there to the White. Can you imagine what Trump is going to say if, if 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 Brady wins? I mean, can you imagine that speech? There's no way Goodell is letting that. Goodell is not handing that trophy over to Brady, and Trump is not. They're not going to let Trump make a speech about the Patriots winning at the White House. That is not going to happen. Not this year. That is. I mean, Trump ripped Goodell. Yeah, they tried to call him a cheater, but look who's standing here. I know the feeling. They tried to say I was cheating too. So we're both champions. You come on, Trump would rip. The hell out of the NFL and Goodell, man. There is no way that's happening. 
Mark my well, words. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, gonna tell you something too. Is it's funny that you say that, but um, I don't think Trump. Trump's not. Trump's not dumb enough to do that. He's really not. And the really reason I say that is because the NFL has about a lot same of power. Trump. Yeah, <laughs> NFL has a lot of power. It, hey, you got. It, I listen. I'm not a Trump fan by far, but he he's a pretty intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. He 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 knows what he needs to do, and trust and believe he knows what battles he he's going to pick and fight because it's going to come a day where he has to be outside of that White House. Yeah. Um, and the NFL is not a power that you want to really run into. You know, uh, the NFL has a lot more power than people think. Um, and if you don't believe me, look at look at the situations. Like, if you ever see Roger Goodell, just look at how much security this guy goes around with. Yeah, just look at it. Yeah. He is protected almost like the president of the United States. Yeah, his motorcades are pretty heavy. You know, he. He's a very powerful guy. Um, he's unlike any other CEO of any other business um, because you know he's he, he's the head of an organization that can change um, can change the world really when it when it comes down to it. Big dog country rap team of the week. Big dog country rap team of the week. And I'm going inside the cave on the cave podcast with Big Dog's Country Rap Team of the Week. Inside the cave. Country Rap Tune of the Week. Let's get into this Cat's Corner. It is now time for Cat's Corner on Inside the Cave. If you want to participate in Cat's Corner, just simply email us inside the cave podcast at gmail.com for Cat and Cat's Corner. All right, Valley, let's get into it, brother. What we got? All right, this comes from Jennifer. She said, My new boyfriend treats me well and has really been a great addition to my life. He is great with me and even better with my kids. The only problem is he has no manners. He never washes his hand before dinner, never throws his plate out. He belches, he blows his nose and just bad manners at the table. My kids think it's funny, but when he's gone, my kids act just like him. I don't want to lose him, but I also don't like the bad influence he is on my kids at times. 
What do I do, Kat? <laughs> this is, again, so petty. It makes me so sad that there are women out here complaining they can't find a good man sitting right next to a woman who has a man and her complaint is, well, he just ain't got no manners. He's a bad influence on my kids. Like, I think that is extremely uh, immature. You can fix manners. You can't fix a lot of things. You can't, If he beats your kids when you're not there, you can't fix that. Like, you know, as easily as you can to tell everyone, like, no, you can't eat until you wash your hands. I work with children. And there are some things that you would think I wouldn't have to tell them to do for their safety and health <laughs> that, that I have to every day. That's just life. So just like you're teaching your children how to behave, you can definitely show him how to behave when it comes to simple things like manners. I don't think it's a big problem. I think that that's petty of you to make it an issue. It's something that you can rectify. It's something you can make better. Um, and I think you should really go about it that way. I don't think he's a bad influence on your children. If he gets up and goes to work every day, if he's a good human, you know, if he if he if he's good to you and sets a good example to to your children on how a man should behave with his lady, then I think you can show your children how a lady can ask a man to do something that would better him and he can respond to that. So, you know, I think that's that's super petty and I'm, I feel good for you that that's the only problem you have with this guy. You can fix that, move on, you know, love love him, love love his, his faults and mistakes as well. Tell him to wash his hands and if he doesn't, then he can't eat or he can't do whatever and let your children know, no, this is not okay. Like step up and, you know, put your big girl panties on. It's, it's not a big issue. All right, Charles Hurd, what you think, brother, on this crazy situation? Uh, man, that, that is a crazy situation, but you know what, Kat, I, 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 I'm sure you're experiencing this feel. I don't want to say I'm speaking from a, a different perspective on it, but I, the way I was raised and the way I was brought up is that, you know, the, the basically your manner shows what type of household you come from. So um, when you really think about it, I think it's bigger than, the whole fact of yeah he's good to her and stuff like that us as males and us as guys i think the one thing we can't hide is like our manners you know so like if a guy you know is, is washing his hands all the time and he does the right things or goes to the restaurant washes his hands and cleans up after himself his mom brought him up right you know that's the type of guy he's gonna be um i don't think that's something that you can change um i think we put a front on you know, for six months if we're dating somebody and then you start to see that real person. That's why when people date for a long time and then they decide to get married and move in together, the marriage don't work out because you start to see that real person. If I feel like if he's um, if he's doing that already, um, once you guys get married and, and, and have a long-term relationship and then you decide to complain about it, he's going to be like, listen, this is what you was getting from the beginning. I'm not changing, you know, I'm not changing the way I am, and what if you guys have kids together, he's not going to teach those kids to, you know, wash their hands after they come out of the restroom, or uh, you know, how do you know you know, he, he prepared your meal with dirty hands, that's, that's just disgusting to me, I mean, I don't know I, I wouldn't want somebody like that, but that's, that's totally up I guess, up to her, I would say um, I mean try to find somebody with the with, with, with a little bit more respect about their self uh, as far as hygiene goes but uh, you know to each his own on that one 
Big dog. Hey, man, you can't fix nasty. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real simple. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if the guys, you know, if you don't wash his hands and his hygiene is all out of whack, shit, I, I can't even see getting with that. Mm. Could it be that her house is so clean that he doesn't even feel like he needs to wash his hands? Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> no, not, not a chance. Come up with that shit, CB. I was, <laughs> I was trying to give her some credit. What you think, Roland? Um, I kind of agree with uh, who you are is who you're going to be to a certain degree, though. Um, are they married or are they just dating? I think I missed that part. No, Good. she said they were. That's her boy, her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. <clears throat> okay, so if if you go down the road, I think that you can bail. I, I think that if someone's not giving you exactly what you need um, to a certain extent, I think that why keep going down that road? So I think in her best interest, it may be that she needs to kind of exit from this situation. But. Like Kat said, if he's hitting all the other marks, I do believe that if he's willing to do for her and she comes at him right, I think he can improve. Um, I believe uh, I'm, I'm actually in my second marriage. Uh, I've been married going on five years. And there's things about me that have changed tremendously because of my wife. She, she uh, implemented some things and she said some things that just wasn't right with me that I thought was fine. She brought things to my attention and because I love her, I chose to change them. So not to say that the person changes you, but you can't change because of your desire, not just to please the person, but to be a better person for that person. So he can get his hygiene together. You were washing your hands, Roland? Yeah, be honest with you, I wasn't watching my hands. <laughs> I thought she might have been talking about me. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you a little short story, man. I, I met this female and I went to a crib. And Long time ago. Had been drinking. Uh, is, is the statute of limitation there? And, uh, I was like, yo, could I use your restroom, right? I go to the restroom, the, rest, the bathroom was nasty as fuck. So I politely came up with a reason to exit. Oh, yeah. definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can. Oh, you can but this sounds so fairy ish You guys are just making it seem like, oh yeah, just leave him. Like what? So he's he's intelligent, or he's he's got an attribute that's so fantastic, and her only thing is he don't wash his hands. Like her bathroom's dirty. If you really like this chick, you would say, damn, your bathroom dirty, and she would be right. like, okay, daddy, I'm gonna go ahead and clean it. Like. I feel like what we're doing is we're saying we're looking, you know, we found something that he's not good at and now we're Xing him out. And I think that's a little unrealistic because in real life, if, if, if she gets with the next guy and the next guy steals her money, she'll be thinking, damn, I wish this dirty nigga was back here. Like if, if, if the grass is always greener on the other side, but if this is your relationship and you're coming from an adult standpoint of I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Let's see if we can make something perfect together, especially coming with children. I think this is a very great uh, situation. Like um, it, it was, it was brought up. Like it, it can, you can, you can be better for someone you love. She may not, and this is what I thought about listening to you guys. She just may not like him. 
at the end of the day, it just may boil down to she doesn't like him. Because if I like you and you don't wash your hands, I'd be more willing to say something. And it's not a big deal. It's just, oh, I don't want you to go. And this is something I want you to fix. Is that okay? You know, because she really, so it doesn't, it seems like to me, she kind of nitpicking. You know, because again, you can always, act to me, if you love, if you're respecting someone in a relationship, and again, I've never been married. I'm going to say I've dated, but I've never had a husband. So I don't know if I would turn down a guy because he doesn't wash his hands well, compared okay. to a guy who doesn't, you know, who, who doesn't take care of his you own children. Hey, can I, I say this? I, 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 I'm not saying that people can't change. I'm saying for me personally, I think you lead by example. And hygiene is a deal breaker. Yeah. Hey, Kat, you know what? I, I, I feel that you make a great point, too. And you have to look at it. And I, while you were saying it, I was thinking it from the other side. Um, what if the guy really doesn't care about her, you know? Because, I, I mean, no, me, mostly, if I like the girl... Um, even if I didn't wash my hands before, I'm gonna try to pretend like I, you know, I did that just to make sure that she knows that. Listen, I'm doing everything I can do to try to stay with this girl. He might feel like, if, if he's, well, if, if he's like, hey, listen, I mean, I know I really don't want to be with her. I'm trying to just to get her out of my life. You know, he's doing all this nasty stuff, and he's like, man, I just can't wait for it to be like, okay, go ahead and go away, you know, but. Man, he I might be like, he might be a get on your feet type guy. You know, I I'm gonna right. stay with it till I get on my feet. Uh, hey, 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 I, I gotta agree with you, man, because I always told CB that I felt like no man can take a woman from me because mm. if you care about that female, you're gonna do whatever it takes if she yours. To Absolutely. Keep yeah. Hey, we got we got one more. We got one more real. Hey, we got one more real quick. I want to get the herd's advice on uh, and cat too. All right, go ahead, Valley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. The cat might need to read this one. Uh, this is from Loro. Hey, first, hey, hey Roland, first we had Bonquisha, now we got Key Loro. Hey, Charles Heard, we do not make this stuff up. Someone actually said <laughs> All Martin characters. All right, this is from Loro. She wants to know how to tell the guy she messing around with. That he's got a little, Ooh. a little what? Say that again. Lola wants to um, know how to tell the guy she messed around with that he got a little thing in his pants. I see the one said, but she said he got a he got a Fiat in a two car garage. Okay? <laughs> he got a smart car in a three car garage. Right? He got a lot more space in the garage. All right, that's what she's trying to say. She said he's a good guy, but he's cocky about his size and he's short. Damn. Mm. Have fun with that, cat. Um. Then I think the best way to tell him that is to leave him. Is to tell Damn. him you're not interested in to go. Because again, to go back to the last letter, if you like him, it doesn't matter. If you, if you really think he's the bomb and everything about him is fantastic and you're really interested in who he is and what he's doing, then it doesn't matter. But if that's something that's precedent, you know, takes precedent over other things, then leave him. You're not interested. He's not satisfying you there. That's a priority for you. And you should go. Don't waste his time 
Women kill me with that talking about. He's he, he wasting he, up time. Small. Yeah. Maybe she's too big. Maybe that's the problem. You know? <laughs> Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time with somebody who you obviously aren't attracted to in that way. And that is a very large component to compatibility. So he wrote, he's not large. I'm just it just women kill me with that talking about yeah he may he just he's too small. I think maybe it's just you too big. Maybe your maybe your thing ain't maybe your thing ain't you know as tight as it used to be. Maybe that's a you problem. Ever look at yourself. And, and again, I don't always I don't always agree with C B. But I agree with CB here. Like, honey, there are so many other issues in dealing partnership. And if he's a fantastic guy and you just like by his thing and smile, then leave him. He's not satisfying you. And that's something important to you. If you have to find something wrong with somebody and, and we go to physical attributes, then you should go. You know, wash his hands and things too. Like, you know, like everybody's saying, then just go. If you're not interested, then you're not. But But she looking for some advice, Kat. What she said. And my advice to her is to go. Don't tell him she what she gonna train Jesus. She can't make him grow overnight. Like there's nothing she can tell him to make it bigger. Hey, just just you just use a, a power driver. That's all you gotta do. Power driver. <laughs> She'll fill it. And then you'll be straight. Uh, uh, Charles Heard, do you want to uh, speak on this? I know you have oh, a, a distinguished job, and you don't have to say anything on this if you don't I, want. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna say this real quick, and, and uh, I know, I mean, a lot of guys probably give me hell, and you know, whatever. But listen, not every guy is 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 well endowed, so you know, it's it's not that it has to be something else different that this girl is, is going through because. I'm a firm believer if that if you know what you're doing, it it, it it don't even matter what size you are. You know, like I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there that take care of their women in each and every way, um, without being you know well endowed. You know, so it's not. I don't think I think it's a bigger issue than what she's saying it is. Um, I mean, she probably just don't like the guy. Um, so I mean, I, I would probably say weigh your odds. You know, is it is it is sex that much of, of of the relationship if it is it sounds like she's been in, she's been around the town a little bit more than she wanted to be so yeah. <laughs> um, that, that could be the bigger issue at hand Question. once you push those legs back behind her head I'm staying away from that <laughs> yeah you want to say that her going say that I still do right, well, do you want to say this make it quick well, you got something yeah I got yeah I got something <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think I don't think y'all really heard what she was saying. I I believe she's really into the guy, right? And like the her said, uh, you don't you, you know it's not all about size, right? So I think that she should actually just tell him because I think the biggest problem is is that he's short and cocky, so he's walking around with a big boy swag and he ain't a big boy. So I think she just need to check him and bring him back down the size. No, she don't. That's that's a sign he's a liar. Huh? That that's a sure sign he's a liar. Usually. If he's cocky, if he's cocky with it, 
clapping it like it's the best thing ever. Like he's walking around with a python and he's just not have a python. Then you lie it. If it ain't king dingling, if you're telling everybody you are, but in reality you're not. Then you are telling a, fa- a hey, fallacy. Hey, that I'm is telling the reality. Mind. I'm telling the truth, cat, and you can't tell me that I'm not. Can't prove. I can't prove it. You know, and there you, know you go. You know I can't prove but it. Goes, it goes. It goes. To, it goes to this effect too, though. Like, how many people like have others been with him, and like somebody doesn't tell them that they're bad. You know. Thank you. Like, if That's a girl, if a girl's gonna tell you, if a girl's gonna keep telling you that you're good and it's good and. And and or if a guy, you know, a, a girl never tells a guy that it's bad, then how do I know it's bad? You know, right. like how how do you understand that something's bad without somebody telling you? So it comes down to the fact of, hey, listen, if never if nobody ever told this guy that you know he's bad and bad, they keep telling that it's good or they're faking it and they're screaming, then hey, he's gonna think he's the he's the guy. You know, right? We go once again with the dirt sheets. I'm gonna tell y'all something. Shock you. Got this straight from the headlines in the depths of the internet. Like we always say, or like I always say, whatever you read on the internet is true. Headline reads church members, clergymen, now church members walk out. The pastor said, husband is three months pregnant. Oh, the husband is three months pregnant? What the pastor told his congregation. Yeah. He said his husband is three months pregnant. I'm not asking no more questions. Members of the Atlanta's Little Rock Missionary Church of God walked out of the service. My pastor, Mr. William Terry Longstroke, brought. <laughs> Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here, joking. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad name. Uh, brought it to their attention. Uh, I think that was the long show part just made up the name William Terry. <laughs> His husband at one month, uh, Mrs. Dante Terry, was three months pregnant. He claimed to be a blessing. Jeez. Uh, longtime member Fred Johnson had to be rushed to the hospital I, uh, after he heard the news. The last words you could hear him say was, I just seen this nigga at the urinal. Are you pregnant? <laughs> you know what? Man. Uh, one of the congregants said, "This nigga dick bigger than mine." Come on, man. So, hey, I'm just I'm reading. I'm gonna put I'm, this is this will be on the uh, blog site on Inside the K blog. Go check that out. Uh, Pastor Terry said uh, he would not let his church members, the devil, stop his blessing from coming true. Him and his mate have their child. He, he ain't gonna have no uh, haters. You know, Joe, I just, I get Over 98 members left the church and said they ain't coming back. Yo, I started the show out by giving you props on the interview you did, like, and being the only one that stood to the facts on the interview. This is, hey. You broke down sports with Charles Heard, and then you come back on the dirt sheets with this. You know, it's, it's like, it's like I don't know if I'm coming or I'm going with you. I'm up or my down, man. I mean, come on, Joe. Look, this, this is the best day. You come on a good Hey, we can't even understand what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I had a belly. Go ahead, Joe. Belly still in Wi-Fi. 
to be up on Inside the Cave blog. You go check it out for yourself. I don't even know if I want this on there. Bad, it's gonna be on there. Oh, okay. Alright, Valley Bell, let's wrap this long ass show up. Alright, what's going on out there, people? It's your boy Valley Bell. And you know what follows the best segment of the show? The second best. This is the wrap up. Alright. Does Valley and Cat still have Prime Code Wi Fi? <laughs> what? Y'all remember Prime Code? Y'all have Prime Code in the South? Dog? I never heard of that. Prime Code. Probably get it next year. Nah. <laughs> Y'all can keep that shit in the shop. Did me and CB get invited to a skybox from a woman who gave her boss the Heimlich or something? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Can't prove that. I got a feeling I'm going to be able to use that segment. I don't know if I'm going to be able to use that. <laughs> but you forced it. I should be married. That CB is about up, though, actually, if you think about it. You said what? Seven years, statute of limitation might actually be about up. Oh, man, I hope so. Has Cat killed CB's theory of giving up the box for the sky box? <laughs> Wait, what? Did we really do a show with two former guests from Mark TV show, Bone Quisha and Kilolo? We really did. making sure did two women complain about having men one man who was a little dirty and one man who was a little richer aka little dick <laughs> what did cat really say this guy had a little tussie roll in his pants <laughs> wait what CB, is it a conspiracy that Cat and Roland left the show at the same time? Oh, don't start no shit now, Belly. Don't do that. Wait, what? Controversy still, man. Did Joe say the pastor passed more than his offering around? <laughs> Wait, what? Is the pastor's first lady actually the first man of the church? <laughs> Wait, hey, and has the big bird pick the Patriots to win the Super Bowl once again. Wait, what? We left with that. For this week's episode with your boy Belly. The wrap up with Belly Alright, once again I wanna say shout out to everybody who came on, especially our guest Big Herd from the Big Herd show, Charles Herd. And shout out to them and what they're doing. Uh, make sure you find them so you hear their interview with John B. That's right. After you get to listen to us, listen to the Big Herd Show, man. And, uh, check out John B. Then we'll have him on in a couple weeks after that. I'm going to stay on heard about that. Next week's show, we got attorney Tiffany Simmons coming back on to talk about her new book. So tune in next week with attorney Tiffany Simmons. And if you have any legal questions, you would like to uh, ask uh, the prestige uh, attorney, Tiffany Simmons, go ahead and send them in to us inside the cave podcast.com. All right, we got to get out of here. So big dog, go ahead and get us out of here. This show has been too long. Hey, man, we want to thank y'all for tuning in. And as always, we'll catch y'all last week. Inside the cave. 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 You're on the number one show inside the cave. Three D Films.